if there's something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call? I, Kurt Wagner, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. First of all, before we even get into it, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Simply Amazing, the best nightcrawler podcast by two girls whose names start with L that we have decided officially. I mean, you're not going to find better. You're just not going to find better. You're we not. already decided this. It's not. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I am Lisa, aka the OG Nocturne. And if you follow me on Twitter, you will see that I am obsessed with Dreamlight Valley lately. So please come tweet me at Dreamlight Valley. And I have before me a visage in visage. blue... Blue and purple and the bi flag. Girl, tell me about yourself. I feel like I feel like uh you're pulling like a sandy moment from Greece. Tell me about stud. Oh Iconic. my god. Iconic. First of all, I'm a Rizzo. I'm not a Sandy. But <laughs> you can be Sandy. Oh no, no, no. See, okay, no now we're getting sandy. off track. All right. I brought up Greece. That was a mistake. Two things we can't start talking about on this podcast without going off the rails. Rachel Summers and Greece. Apparently. We can't. Well, we're gonna get into Broadway in a little bit when we start to start talking oh about the gosh. issues. But because I got a whole we, we, thing to say. Oh my gosh, there's so much to say. But uh yeah, I'm Lauren, your friendly neighborhood bye. Um, and we are talking about Nightcrawler five and six today. This is the two thousand four series. Um, and this is the next arc in it. So we already did the first arc, which was four issues, and this arc is only two issues actually. But we've still got six more in this series as a whole, which is honestly crazy to consider. We only have six issues left. Um, I just put my hand on my mouth, like that is such a. <laughs> Why are you silencing yourself, Lisa? Don't do that. I'm trying. I'm trying to feel what the ghosts felt being silenced. Ah, uh, anyway. yes, yes, yes. Um, it's crazy to think we only have, we're already halfway through this series because so much is coming, like so much happens and so much is coming that, um, it's crazy that like we're already halfway through, but this, I really like this arc. I thought it was very cute. I'm very frustrated with Kurt for a lot of reasons and we'll get into that in a moment. Um, but, uh, and it doesn't get better throughout the entire series. It does not get better. It's just the frustration is there. Uh, for the entire series. Listen, but, I, I love Kurt here, uh, but he, he's doing a little, yeah, the self-detriment and, and the emo throughout the series. And it's like, listen, I, I, I'm not exactly the 15, six-year-old. It's like, oh my God, I can fix him. I'm more the like, boy, you gotta help yourself. We yes, give okay. you the tools, you gotta help yourself. Okay, can I just put it out there for everybody listening? You will never fix them. You will never fix them. Just <laughs> cut and run. You, you, it's not going to happen. It, like, please, I, I read way too much Am I the Asshole on Reddit and relationship advice. You'll never fix them, guys. You'll never fix them. So move on. Uh, either deal with it or move on. But <laughs> Kurt, Kurt needs fixing. Granted. So this issue, the, the important thing to consider when you're reading this is like, this comes, this series comes right off the heels, really, of, I think, of the Draco. I really feel like this came like right after the Draco. So like he's dealing mm. with his own learning. His dad is Satan basically, which again is not true because destiny is his mother and the is his father. But so he's coming off of that. So of course he's going through, cause it's for me, it's I'm having a really hard time looking at the guy who fucked the girl who he thought was a, a damsel in distress. Didn't even wait to find out who was the real damsel in distress when he fucked Anjali, like literally couldn't, take five seconds to ask a question before his dick was out. And now suddenly we've got a girl who's like, I am here and available and I want everything about you. And he's like, no, no, I can't do it. No. 
Oh, I'm too emo. No. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> Kurt, I just can't. But yeah, well, let's get into it, girl, right? Let's get into it. We'll start with the first issue, uh, which just basically sets the scene for everything. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is, again, this is only a two-issue arc. So the the detective case for the case behind this uh, that Kurt ends up having to solve isn't like super complicated, um, but this I think this arc is super nice in that we get to see a lot more interaction between him and other characters. So like we start with Storm and Logan and him and Christine Palmer all hanging out, and it's kind of cool to see them all in that way because I can't think of another comic where I've seen just the was that four of them just hanging out and doing whatever they need to do. Like who, well, who be- sees that? To be fair, this is the only comic series Christine Palmer has ever been in, other than one single issue outside of it. So you won't oh see her God. hanging out with anybody else. Oh which, my God. It's funny. She has she has more connection to X-Men than she does Doctor Strange, and yet she's in Doctor Strange movies, but that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, she's only ever been in this series and one other issue outside of this series. That's I so talk- depressing. I know because I love her so much. She's so great. Like she should come back. I want well, to see Palmer she back. Gets, she gets a short end of the stick in this issue. Like we keep being around the bush and I'm just like that. Oh my God. She deserves yeah, we better keep, than this. We keep beating around the bush because Kurt won't. So. <laughs> it's true. I will gladly do it, Kurt. <laughs> so. We're hazards. I'm so sorry, oh, everyone. Oh my God. Oh my God. My boss recently, my boss recently said that he's going to listen to the podcast. So Hi. If you're listening. <laughs> Along with Karen Gillen. We just get all the listeners, like we all do. the big names, your boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I gotta I gotta talk about Broadway for a second, because there's some little Easter eggs in here for Broadway fans. And I mean, when you have a, a a book that takes place outside right outside New York City, it's like you gotta. Now I have a question for you, Lauren. What's that? Do do they advertise broad like do you see ever see commercials for Broadway shows? Where you live? Sometimes, but not like often. Okay. Because growing up, like there, I just, okay. The reason I bring this up is they talk about going to see Phantom of the Opera. Kurt talks about how he doesn't like musicals. That's a lie. That man, I dis- I refuse to believe that he does not like musicals. I refuse to believe that Kurt doesn't enjoy Broadway. He just doesn't enjoy Phantom of the Opera. And I get it. I totally understand why he doesn't like Phantom of the Opera. I totally get it. Um... It's like the longest running musical, but I mean, not my favorite either. Like this guy, he's a he's a music man guy. Kurt wants to go see the music man, which actually has Hugh Jackman in it right now. So, uh, but yeah, he is not into, I get it. Fan of the opera. I mean, like, think about it this way. Fan of the opera is about this ugly guy who's like deformed and then he kidnaps a woman. That's the story. Yeah, glad I've never seen it. I've 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 yeah. seen quite a few. Like not not in person. I've seen Broadway musicals because I not my I'm not in New York, but I've like watched the video versions and stuff and I've never seen that one. So now I'm not really regretting that. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna see it, go see the movie with Emmy Rossum Rossum that came out a couple years ago. Or I'm, I'm over a decade ago now. But yeah, it's I could see him being like, Yeah, I'm not into that one. Not a big fan. I mean, that's basically what he ends up doing in Ultimate anyway, when he just like goes evil and steals, ooh, pardon me, and steals Dazzler. So yeah, that's what I do. You know, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I, we're, we're going everywhere today, but I have to show you because I just came back from the comic store. We're recording this on the Wednesday for those of you nosy listeners. Oh my God. Show me, show me. Thank you know everything. And I got Judgment Day number six and I got the Dazzler cover. Look at her. 
Oh my god, she's sexy as fuck. Is that she who, is? Is that who's who's the artist on that? That's a great question. Let me open it and find out. Hopefully, because that's gorgeous. It is the oh, I should have known this. I'm so dumb. It's the art germ variant. Of course, it's art germ. Of course. Of oh, course okay. There, that makes gorgeous. sense. Like there absolutely. So one last. I'm not going to go m- much more into Broadway. Uh, the reason I brought up the whole commercial <laughs> thing is when I was a kid. They used to play commercials for cats all the freaking time, but I also grew up right outside of New York City. So, Mm -hmm. oh my God, the cats commercial was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I never, to this day, I do not understand cats or why people liked cats or why cats lasted so long. But you know what? Cats is an old story because cats isn't even on Broadway anymore. And Phantom is now the longest running show on uh, Phantom of the Opera. Longest running oh, show. Okay. I thought you said Venom for a second. I was like, Venom has a Broadway musical? Listen, whoa, man. I knew about Spider-Man, but what? That's what I'm saying. Spider-Man did. So there's, I mean, I'm sure Venom is not that far behind. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, actually, that that went through the floor. Actually, one of the podcasts I listened to and a podcaster I met recently was in the original cast of the Spider-Man musical, which I thought was fucking amazing. Oh, that's wild. Because that, that musical was apparently very dangerous from what I heard. Very. Oh, uh, yeah. Though. Yeah. Like a lot of people got hurt doing that musical. But you know who, where they wouldn't get hurt? Because we would be smart about it. The Nightcrawler musical starring Andrew Garfield. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he can sing now because he just did yeah. the Tick, Tick, Boom, Boom. <gasps> yeah. Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> we are 10 minutes into this episode and we have not even talked about the first page. I... I'm but but right I'm now. not wrong, am I? I'm not, You're not wrong. You're not. You're not. You're not wrong at all. We're, okay. we're, we're manifesting it now. We're adding that to our manifest. Putting it out to the universe. I officially, <laughs> I, I open myself up to the bountiful universe to give what I ask. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I want to say one last thing about Broadway before we move on, because it's, uh-huh. it's pertinent to the issue. A uh, little Easter egg that I thought was super cute was uh, they talk about how Wolverine is a, is a Broadway fan. Because uh-huh. Storm forced him to go see The Boy From Oz. And that's a little Easter egg because The Boy From Oz was Hugh Jackman's like big Broadway role that like put oh, him on yeah. the map. Yeah. So that was like his big. And like I love the idea. I, I love when they kind of blur the lines between like the with that because Hugh Jackman has been Wolverine now for 20 over 20 years. He's been Wolverine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like at this point, there's there's no dividing line. There's it's Hugh Jackman and Wolverine are the same fucking person. So I kind of love that. But, um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about actual shit that happened in the issue. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, it was really interesting to me that we start out and we just have him and Storm and Logan and Christine Palmer like just hanging together in a subway. I was just like, oh, like this is this is a group. But like I and I kind of like that even though there's actual stuff happening and they're talking about you know some serious stuff. I kind of like the idea of just seeing more domestic natural ex people and superheroes you know they're just in the subway like i don't know you, i really liked it it was a nice touch you're not the first person i've heard say this i don't mean to like you know share or but uh, the whole idea of like a domestic kind of like slice of life x-men book has definitely yeah. been talked about in circles i've heard many times where it's just yeah. you know i want to see what the x-men do like how like okay i get how they deal with villains but like how do they deal with like the fact that Bobby keeps putting the milk back when there's empty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like fucking hell, Bobby. Like this is the second time I've oh, I've gone for milk and it's empty again. Like you you put it in the trash. So I I I would love that. I'd love a little like, but yeah, I I feel like that's a big ask because everything is just big events and big crazy things happening. And the fact that we have an event happening right now where our boy is shining is like I don't need to ask for anything else right now. Thank you very much, Marvel. 
It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. But yeah, so you know the they're they're all hanging on the subway and and then they got some crazy stuff start happening, some creepy stuff. Um, they've got to hop on the subway because was it the subway starts going off the rails and it's just like the the car the, the the train won't stop at the station so they're like something's obviously wrong they they teleport on find out the guys the, the conductor's dead um mm-hmm. and there's ghosts but oh there's Please. ghosts ghosts uh, it's like there's a reason Lisa saying the Ghostbusters song at the beginning or something <laughs> yeah well I mean yeah I mean we, we went from demons to ghosts so last was demons now we're ghosts of course it's spooky season so this episode's gonna come out uh right before halloween so that's perfect um and and yeah and so they find these ghosts kurt ends up getting ectoplasmed he just gets covered in goo and storm being storm who's being the wing woman that she needs to be in that moment that kurt should be taking advantage of is like hey girl why don't you and Christine go back to her place and you can shower and get clean and me and Logan are going to get the fuck out of here. I, like Storm is looking out for your, like Storm is looking out for you, Storm buddy. Storm is looking out for our guy. She is like, listen, go get some, go enjoy some consensual fun with the girl. Yes. Yes. Like we know this one's not evil. You fuck the evil ones already. So come on. Like, please. Yeah, but you know what Kurt does guys? You know what Kurt does. Oh my God. He has the oh opportunity God, to do stuff consensually with a woman that also likes him back. That isn't evil. He's like, no, we're just friends. And he keeps insisting it. Duff the man protests too much. And it's like, brah. Why like, do you like this? And and the thing is, though, is that I like the point that she brings up where because Kurt is the thing about Kurt. And I feel like he he has a I feel like Kurt is not quick to jump into a romantic relationship only because like he wants to make sure all the ducks are aligned. He wants to make sure that this is the right person. He's not going to he's not going to get hurt. He's not going to hurt them. And I think that's a big issue with him here is he's just not ready for a relationship, even though Christine is like ready, willing and able like right now. Um, but yeah. at the same time, like she makes a great point where she's like, you like me, I like you. It can just be that for now. It doesn't I w- have to be anything else. I was going to say, Christine Palmer is an icon. She did. She I mean, is. she listen. I know it's like, we should accept the bare minimum, but she goes above the bare minimum here of going, okay, I understand. We don't have to do anything cool, whatever. She goes, takes a step further and says, Hey, you do like me too, right? Cool. Well, I like you. It can just be this way. We don't have to jump into anything fast. We don't have to, we can literally do whatever. We can just flirt and enjoy our time together. And if something happens, great. If not, that's okay. If it goes too far, like she does such a good job with that conversation with them. And Kurt is just, he is so locked down on the inside. He has so many walls up around him emotionally. And it's like, baby, no. (laughs) And the the thing is like immediately after she says that he like wastes no time in fucking it up completely because she gave him a really great situation where it's like, we don't need to define this. This doesn't need to be anything more than it is. It can just be what it is for now and see where it goes. And Mm. I mean, listen, we still got six fucking issues with this bitch. So it's not going anywhere, Kurt. You know what I mean? Like, she's not going anywhere. So I don't know. In this case, I know you made it jokingly. It's totally fine. But I gotta say, she's not the bitch here. Kurt's the bitch right now. Kurt, no, get it together. Bitch. I love you, boo. But get it yes. together. So I want to point something out that I have read this series over and over and over again. And I have just seen something for the first time or, or, or noticed something for the first time. And it's making me rethink things. So... 
basically him and Christine having this conversation and then not oh, and then um Aurora chimes in and is like hey I'm not interrupting anything am I I'm like that she she legit expected them to fuck she legit legit was like Listen. go to her apartment and fuck her we're tired of you being all moony around the, the mansion go Listen. fuck her and get it out of you because we're done with this shit and I, I never, that never kind of, I never connected those dots before until I read mm-hmm. this. Like, oh my God, it was her idea for him to go to Christine's apartment. Now she's calling him being like, I hope I'm not inter- interrupting anything. Hoping he's like, actually, yeah, you are. But what does this stupid idiot do? What does this stupid, stupid man do? He, he, he takes the call. He takes the fucking call during a very important conversation with the girl he's interested in, takes mm-hmm. the call and then says, no, nothing important. Yeah. Well, he, there you go, he, asshole. He, he, need, he needs some therapy, let me tell you. I love you, Kurt. You need some therapy. It's okay. Like, we all need it at times. But, like, I think that's funny that you point that out because Christine Palmer does mention, hey, what about you and Storm? Like, I noticed something there. And like you said, though, it's so funny because I think that speaks to Storm's character, too. Even if there is something kind of flirty or whatever going between Storm and Kurt, which I think there's always that undertone. There's always um, something, but it's... I don't know, they, they just together. always have that flirty understanding. Like, even now in the Krakoan era, they've had that understanding. Um, it's just not acted on. It doesn't seem like there's any motion for it, too, which is fine. But even when that's happening, Storm is still like, hey... If he likes this girl and wants to be happy, I don't give a shit. Like, go do you. Like, yes. he's got two women in this book that are all like, hey, we'll work with you on whatever you want. You just let us know. And he's here just, like, flopping around me like, I don't know. Close the door. Close the walls. And it's like, oh, my God, Kurt, stop listening to Three Days Grace and just let yourself enjoy life. Swear. I mean. I mean. So, Anyway, that's literally only two two pages, even though we spent like eighty <laughs> minutes on it. That takes up like you know six pages of the issue at least, though, guys. Yeah, but like it. we're gonna be coming, we're gonna be coming back to this more because it just keeps coming up because he's just so stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid man. Uh, yeah. So basically, now they have to go investigate uh this this ghost situation. And the reason I said like the Kurt Wagner thing in the beginning is like, who decided this was his job? Who decided that he was the one? Do you know what I mean? Like there are necromancers who work with the X-Men. They, and it's like, they're just like, I don't know, get the guy, the blue guy who teleports. I don't know. Have him go fucking deal with the ghosts. Like it, and, and he's kind of, he kind of almost says it in a way where it's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but okay, I guess I'll do it. But you know, he meets with the mayor to figure out who the fuck these ghosts are, you know, and, and he meets with the conductor's wife and they, they don't give him a ton of information, but He's starting to kind of put the pieces together and decides he has to, in order to figure it out, he's got to go back into the subway and take a walk around. And I don't know why, but this real this whole arc really reminds me of the um, the Kristen Wiig, Mc- Melissa Mc- uh, McCarthy Ghostbusters that came out a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which I loved, which I loved. I want to throw it out there. I loved that movie. It was fucking great. So much fun. But it just reminds me of that because they had like the ghosts in the subway too, whatever. Um, yeah. And guess what? He shows up under the subway. His flashlight goes out because, of course, it does. And then uh, when his flashlight comes back on, boom, ghosts. Ghosts everywhere. Just lots of ghosts. And that's how that's, we end issue five. Yeah, that, that, that's issue five, the, f- the first then, issue of this arc. It's, 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 it's kind of interesting how much the first issue weighs heavily on, like, the, the relationships between Kurt and Storm and Logan and, and Christine Palmer. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, here's the plot. 
And then the next issue, it's like, cool, we're going to like hammer you with what the actual the, the plot, which is great because the next issue, we're right in the like right oh, in yeah. some action. Oh, yeah. I I actually I love that they that they that they put Logan and Storm in there. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone's forgotten that Logan is Logan and Kurt are legit best friends. Like, yeah, BFFs forever. Like they are best friends. And I feel like everyone keeps forgetting that because it just seems like they keep putting Kurt in these books where he doesn't actually interact with anyone he fucking likes. Yeah. And like, what the fuck's up with that? Like, okay, if you ship Logan and Kurt, great. If you just see him as friends, great. But the fact of the matter is they are, they have a incredibly close bond. They should interact as such. Oh yeah. I agree with you. We haven't seen that a lot. And it's kind of like, like, honestly, I feel like not that we need more Logan books, but like you can give me a Logan and Kurt, like little mini series. Like, come on now. That would be so fun and cute. Like, please. Do do you remember the issue? It was during that like San Francisco phase of the X-Men where um, Logan, Piotr and Kurt go on like a buddy trip through Russia. No, but I think I know that's an issue you want to talk about. We're going to have to do that because. Yeah, we're going to have to do that soon. It's. It's it's not, I wouldn't say it's like the best story ever, but it's fucking adorable because it's just the three of them. And of course, they I think they like run into Omega Red and like of course have to of fight course. shit. But like it's very cute. It, it's it's something about like they have to go back to Coloss for something about Colossus's family. I don't fucking know. But at the same time, like Kurt is convalescing because he had gotten hurt because I know he has like a cane in the issue. Um, but it's cute, and they like and they like. There's like they play pranks on Kurt where they make his um, image reducer make him look like Angelina Jolie, so he gets like attacked by like a mob of people. It's very cute. Uh, we'll get, but we'll get to that when we get to that. I want to point out this cover of number six looks like it looks like Michael Jackson in Thriller. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't remember the cover because I just read it recently. Let me pull it up. So it's I these. Can... It's these Greg Land covers. I mean. But, like, it just looks so much like Michael Jackson in Thriller. And, like, I, I don't understand how they can't figure out there how is. long Kurt's hair is. Because every cover is, like... Number six or number five? Number six. It does, actually. It, it looks like it was definitely inspired by the music video, for sure. Yeah, but, like, I just... I don't understand why they keep making his hair different lengths. Like, I mean, whatever. I Look, guess even matter. in Krakoa, they can't figure out what they're doing with his facial hair. And uh, I just, come on, guys. Yep. Consistency, consistency. Can I just say, it's not a goatee, it's a beard. Give us the full daddy beard. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yes, tired the of full the daddy. Legal- Listen, look, X-Men Red did it best. Like, just use that as reference, okay? Can we can we make this official? So you know how, like, a, a group of crows is called a murder of crows? Mm-hmm. A group of beards is a daddy. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so a daddy of beards. I love it, right? I mean, um, I, I think we have to approve that. So approved. Listen, everybody gets a beard. Thor gets a beard. Captain America gets a beard. Kurt gets a beard. Daddy of beards. I'm in. All right. So let's get back to the issues at hand. Um. So yeah, Kurt is now fighting these ghosts in the second issue trying to understand what they want or what, you know, what they're here for. Cause people are dying. Like people keep dying from these ghosts. And the one thing that comes to his mind is that the widow he'd spoken to of the conductor was like, maybe they need help. So mm-hmm. in that moment of him changing from fighting to kind of trying to communicate, one of the ghosts now becomes more human and the ghosts then lead Kurt to this, weird like hole in a wall literally a hole in the wall 
where he finds what appear to be bone fragments, but he's not sure until he meets with the other blue asshole. Uh, yeah, Hank. So, Mr. Which- Beast. It's so funny because their conversation cracked me up to start before they get into talking about the other stuff because even Beast calls him out on his bullshit. Beast is like, bruh, you got this girl that wants you. And Kurt's like, yeah, but like, eh. Beast is like, bruh, I would pay for that, basically. Like, I, I'm i blue and furry, you're blue and furry, and yet I have shit luck, you have great luck, but you're not taking it. Like, kind of got a complex here, bruh. And like, they just have this conversation. So like, if Beast is calling you out on the fact that you have something and you should be doing something with it. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. This is one of my absolute favorite moments of Beast ever. Because I love but I love Beast. I love to hate Beast. And I love moments mm-hmm. that make me dislike him more. Um, or play into how stupid he is. Like when he falls in love with a cat. Like literally falls in love with a cat. Doesn't realize <laughs> he's a mutated cat. I mean, he's an idiot. Uh, for the smartest man, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, okay, what this reminds me of is like every incel online crying about their life and how they can't get laid. Like beast. Yeah. You're, you're beginning to get complex. No, you, you're, and you're stupid and you suck and everyone hates you. Like, <laughs> you know, you, like I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint as to why maybe Kurt can score with the ladies better than you can. He's never committed genocide. Ding, ding, ding. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, He's never killed an entire country full of fucking people. I mean, granted, this was well before that. Still, Beast, you have sucked for a very long time. You know what Kurt also didn't do? Kurt also didn't tell Wanda not to have a piece of fucking cake because to watch her figure. I Woo! I will I will share that page till my dying breath. Beast, you're an asshole. You don't deserve anything. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That was that was a really good TED Talk. And you didn't even like script it or plan it. I mean, hopefully. No, I just, anytime I think about how much Beast sucks and how much I dislike Beast, it's always like this page and the Wanda panel. It's like those two things come to me and I'm like, oh, I'm ready for you, babe. I'm ready for you, Hank McCoy. You just, <laughs> you just dare to show up in the real world. I'm fucking coming for you. Uh-huh. And it's also like, you look like a fucking cat beast. I mean, like, there are a lot of reasons why, like, you're not getting laid that have nothing to do with you being blue and furry. Kurt is fucking awesome and you suck. <laughs> and then on top of it, Kurt's like, uh, I- I'm going to take one of those bone fragments and, like, have someone else look into it. And then Beast has yeah. the nerve to be like, uh, d- are you really going to find someone smarter than me? It's true. It's like, you know, hey, maybe he maybe he does know someone smarter than you, Dick. Maybe he does, you know? And, and you guess know what? what? He does. He does. He does. Because, guys, guess what? We didn't forget. Oh, no, no. This isn't just Kurt and Storm or Kurt and Christine Palmer. We can't forget about Amanda Sefton. We cannot yes, forget her. the queen. I love her so much in this series. I love her so much in this series. And... I don't know why I've always been so, I've been so anti-Amanda because I just don't love them having sex. I just don't love them sleeping together because they're siblings. But mm-hmm. I love her so much in the series. I love, I mean, Brad and Roger need their own book. Let's be real. Honestly, facts. Make the met the make the pet X-Men, X-Men they can be in it. But I also, what I also kind of love about Amanda is she's a little patronizing, but I totally dig it. Because she's like, she's got low key Emma Frost vibes. And I'm not saying she is just like her. I'm not saying she's a copy of Emma. She is not. 
I love her in her own way as well. But yeah, she's definitely got those undertones. I'm like, oh man, if you put Amanda Sefton as magic and Emma in the same room together, oh we're God. all dead. None of us are none of us are standing by the end of that. <laughs> okay, here's what I desperately want from this. I desperately want Amanda Sefton to show up in Krakoa just like for a visit. And Emma's there wearing like one of her white outfits with a little X on it. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, that's, oh, the X. That's cute. That's cute. You guys do that. The X on everything. Because what? Do you forget that you're X-Men unless you have X's on everything? Because she has like, like she she makes that point where like she has runes on her table. And Kurt's like, what's that symbol? And she's like, uh, dude, you can put X's on literally everything you fucking own, but I can't put runes <laughs> on my table. Like, give me a fucking break. Go back to yeah. your little cults. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she uses her magic and powers to figure out that this is a bone fragment. And not just that, she's able to like actually get in contact with the guy who once had that bone fragment, the ghost, and figure out what's happening. Because it turns out that, you know, these ghosts are of a bunch of men who were killed in like a a, a huge, I don't know, it wasn't like an explosion. They don't, they're not really terribly clear, but something happened. There was a cave-in. And like 17 or 18 men died and nobody has talked about it. Nobody knows about it. Nobody said a damn thing about it for over a hundred years. And so mm. the ghosts are like, Hey, but Hey, how about you remember that? Like we were right. here and we did this and, you know, and so, you know, Kurt then hits, you know, Kurt then does whatever hero does hits the library, gets in of the course. micro, gets out the microfiche. And uh, of course this is like 2004. I mean, this granted internet existed back then, but not the way it does today. Right. So it's like, definitely not. You know, he's in the library pumping it out, trying going through backlogs of the New York Times, whereas today you can fucking pay the paywall and then go into NewYorkTimes.com and just do a quick little keyword search. Right. But, you know, he at least finds out about this horrific accident. There was only one article written about it, and then no one ever said a thing about it again. And, you know, the families of, of these guys have been have no answers or I mean again again it's like over 100 years ago but still they don't have answers they don't know anything so he finally reaches back out to the mayor and is like hey Mr. Mayor uh I, 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 I know I'm as confused as you are that I'm the one doing this because I have literally no expertise in the fucking field of ghosts and there are a thousand other people who could have done this better than me but you know what I figured it out this is what's going on we need to just mm-hmm. acknowledge that these men died and I think everything will be okay and guess what? That's what happens. That's what works. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how um yeah, we have some action at the beginning once he when he first sees the ghosts in this issue and stuff. But yeah, in the end, the the solution is more just, hey, don't be a dickhead and like just do the right thing. And so it's actually I don't know, it's a it's a pretty realistic solution. Like there's not a lot of superhero heroics or anything that need to happen. He just had to figure out what the issue was. He figured it out. And then, yeah, the mayor, believe it or not, actually did the right thing and said, hey, you know, we apologize for this and this wasn't right. We want to connect with families and make reparations. But Kurt does point out that we don't know if he'll actually do it or not. We'll just have to see how it goes. Um, But at least it is the right step. And then, of course, you know, him and Christine basically you know at the end he's like hey christine he's trying to talk to her about it and then she's like nope i get you just want to be friends i'm like i swear to god i can't win it's just so like here's my thing too like girl what are you doing like you gotta block his number because like granted i love her and i want her in more of this but if i was her friend 
I would be like, you need to block his number. Like you need to stop seeing him. Like you just like you need to just cut. Like you want more. He doesn't. He's a fucking mess. And yep. yeah, like you need to you need to look out for you. And granted, by the end of the ep- the series, she finally does make that decision. Uh, we do get a lot more adventures with her before then. Um, but yeah, it's like girl, like he. You can't fix yeah. him. Remember, Listen, you can't again, fix him. you you can love him. You can think he's the greatest in the world. Just that's how I think of Nightcrawler. But when when he is a mess, when when the person or the thing you love is a mess, you gotta part ways for a bit, man, or maybe forever, oh, yeah. depending. So, but I don't know how how do you feel about this so far? Because you hint on it earlier. I'm gonna share your thoughts, Lisa. How uh, Detective Kurt essentially? I feel like this is like Detective Kurt. How, how do we feel about Kurt playing detective all the time? I don't hate it. I, so I, I really like the idea of him being thrust into these like supernatural situations that he absolutely has really no knowledge or capability of, but they're like, he kind of looks like a demon. Let, let him do it. Um, I don't mind Detective Kurt. Like, I, I like anything where I can just see more of him and like read more about him. So mm-hmm. if he's working on his own, then he has less people to share the panels with. Um, I mean, the next the next arc we're getting into is going to be a little bit less detective-y and way more, um, like, introspective. Because, I mean, if Christine thinks he's a mess right now, well, he's about to get a whole fucking lot messier. And she's about to travel. She's about to fly across the world for this man who still... Man, I mean, we're we're getting some kind of rom com. Maybe it's just a dramedy, though. <laughs> Less of the comedy and more of the drama. It's like so. Basically, the 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 latter half of this series, which is, I feel like I'm saying, not- don't spoil it, Lisa. I know you want well, to, no. but don't spoil it. Oh well, well, I won't spoil anything. But we are going to Germany. I will say that. So we're going to get some backstory coming up real soon, which is fun. Um, but yeah, like he's just God, Kurt, like. Okay, moving on from talking about how what an at what an idiot he is, I will say that I really love the way that this arc is written, and I can tell that uh, Roberto, you have to say it because I can't say it. Roberto Casa, is that it? Thank you. And I've even been taking Spanish lessons. You think they'd help? I can't fucking do. It. I don't know why I can't do it. You just gotta. You just gotta uh, look it up on Google and like hear the trans. Like hear how to say in your ear. Yeah. And just over and over, and you'll get. That's it. what I'm gonna have to do. So he, you can tell that he's a very talented. Like he can he can write horror because there are little bits and things that happen in here that were they on a screen they would be jump scares, but because it's on a page, it doesn't work that way. Like the whole thing with the tea kettle going off and then it turns into the yeah. sound of the train horn and it's like there's little things that happen where I'm like oh wow this guy is I mean he wrote Riverdale with Riverdale has like I mean it's not horror but it has some horror elements to it here and there I mean it starts with murders mm-hmm. yeah he's just very good at at that and I really appreciated that about the way that it was written and the pacing of the issues and it it's just for like a second arc, I think it's a really good arc. I think it's just, it has like a little bit of heart. It's, it's very down to earth. Uh, I mean, it's silly to say like with ghosts and everything, but it's not, it's not an X-Men story, right? It's like not about superheroes and X-Men and fighting villains. It's about, uh, it's a ghost story and about finding, you know, peace for these men who died. 
which is a very different type of story, but I really enjoy it. And I like that. And Kurt makes a lot of sense to be someone who would really, um, would really be helpful to a ghost. I feel like a ghost could show up to Kurt and he'd be like, what do you need? I'm here for you. Like, let me help. I, the one thing I won't do is fuck that nurse, but anything else I will do. Oh Lord. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I really liked all the supporting characters in this. Like I said, I liked seeing them and him interacting with them all in these two mm-hmm. issues. That's kind of what sold it for me. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about Detective Kurt. Like, I'm not sure I'd want to see a series like this now, especially after we've already done Legion of X and he's been mm-hmm. a rip-off cop through that. And um, So I'm not really sure I want to see that in the future. I, I still like him more doing his pirate adventures and swashbuckler and still saving people. And he can still help ghosts on a pirate ship. Like, so, but I still enjoyed this. I think it's a really good read and it's it's pretty well done overall. And I wish we saw more of these characters. Where's Amanda? Where's Christine? Where are they? Where are they, Marvel? Christine Palmer is now married to a guy who wore a blue velvet jacket to their wedding. I, you, you cannot tell me that wasn't an Easter egg. That wasn't a Nightcrawler Easter egg. You just can't <laughs> tell me that. I just can't. I just won't believe it. I won't believe it. Sorry. <laughs> In a movie where Wanda was so important and the multiverse, come on. It's got, I mean, it's got to be a Nightcrawler thing. It, it all can't. connects. It all connects. Yeah. I'm just happy she didn't marry fucking Doctor Strange. I would have been so pissed. <laughs> anyway. Well, guys, thanks for coming and joining us for another episode of Simply Amazing. We are waking our way through this slowly but surely. We're getting there. We're making our way through, the, making our way downtown, walking fast. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why are you Sorry. I don't know. I, I, every time I hear that song, I think of Terry Crews from White Chicks, and it's one of my absolute yeah. favorite movies. It's one of my absolute, not my favorite movies, but my absolute favorite moments in cinematic history is that moment of him singing that song. If you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. It's fucking brilliant. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah, thanks for coming by and joining us again. We're making our way through this uh, series. We're halfway through. We got another six issues to go. So three more episodes we're going to do. Not weekly because, you know, like things like Judgment Day happen and we have to fucking talk about that. So We have you know, to. We have to. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to it when we get to it when we get to it, right? So we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoy this, please find us on our socials. You can find our website at simplyamazingpod.com. We've also, uh, we've got Twitter, we've got YouTube, we've got Facebook, we've got everything. So come and find us. We're going to be doing a live soon. We keep on talking about it. Watch our, fa- watch our Twitter because we will announce it on Twitter. We're going to do a live. We're going to, I'm going to tell my Chris Claremont story, which is amazing. And we're going to give away a hand-signed copy of Excalibur number one by Mr. Chris Claremont, which I picked up for the purposes of the giveaway yes. at Comic-Con when I had my ridiculous run-in with him and have an amazing story to tell. So please look out for our Twitter when we're going to do this live. Uh, probably next couple weeks. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. November Life or December. Crazy. It's going to happen before the end of the year. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to happen. I would say it's going to happen before the end of November, like for sure. But we'll make it we'll make it work. We'll figure it out sometime. But yeah, we'll do that. We'll do some other giveaways and some fun things. Um, Yeah. So yeah, come find us on our socials. Like I said, simplyamazingpod.com. You can come find me at the OG Nocturne, uh, where I literally only talk about Nightcrawler and Dreamlight Valley because I'm fucking obsessed with that game. Oh, my God. Are you playing Dreamlight Valley? Never heard of it. Nope. I oh just my god! Oh my god! About today, and I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so it's Animal Crossing, but with Disney characters. It's amazing. Okay, that does sound pretty fun because I I've enjoyed Animal Crossing. Oh my god! You're gonna. It's so much better than Animal Crossing. It's so much better than Animal Crossing. It's got Disney characters, and like I am just crossing my fingers for when they start introducing uh, Marvel characters because it's gonna, gonna say, happen. Eventually. I need that, but with the X Men, then I'll be thrilled. Well, they'll get to it eventually, right? They'll get to it when they get to it. But um, but yeah, uh, so yeah. 
come find us on Twitter. Where can they find you, Lauren? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at FriendlyMBHDBI. And you can find all my other stuff there. You can find my other YouTube channel, which I do mostly comics and indie comic stuff with and all that good stuff. Awesome. And if you're out there listening and you just you're just like, Lisa, shut up. I can change him. I can make him better. Honey, he's told you a thousand times he just wants to be friends. You just need to end it. Okay, just stop torturing yourself like this because you are simply amazing. <laughs> <laughs>